my name in vain again we end this now i won't let you sully an innocent maiden's honor your fight is with me damn it upset about arena that she shared her favors with me and now you intend to give me a proper thrashing for my impudence this time dio you have gone too far you may be right but you're the one who'll pay <laughs> looking to repeat your performance from our boxing match be my guest <laughs> Beat him. But if I lose here now, I'll spend the rest of my life cowering in Dio's shadow. Most of all, I have to fight for Arena's honor. She needs a champion. Time to end this little pissing match. I'll beat him here, in his own home. Once and for all, he'll know his proper place in this world is under my heel. He'll see that it's useless to try and defeat me. I shall be master, now and always. <laughs> How are you able to grab me after such a blow to the head? Perhaps I was too gentle with you! Impossible! I'm going to beat you till you cry like a baby, Dio! How could a pampered brat like him best me in a fight? How dare you, bastard! How dare you strike me! Dio's crying. I'll make you regret that, you filthy cur! Stop it, both of you! That is quite enough! Father, I... Son, I know that boys your age are prone to fisticuffs. However, Jojo, I saw you pummel Dio mercilessly after the point at which he had obviously no chance of winning the fight. Such is the but mark of a father... coward! No excuses to your chambers, both of you! I'll decide your punishment anon. It is anime splaining, and just because I may be only ahead, Jojo, does not necessarily mean I am as defenseless as I seem. It is episode number 17. And just doing the whole JoJo's thing, as opposed to half the JoJo's thing, as we previously described. And we have Joey and Marlin here to talk about this utter insanity, but very historically accurate anime. Indeed. And truthfully, you can't talk about half the show. You can't stop at half. You gotta watch the whole season. I almost watched season two as a result. This is so freaking fascinating. Fascinating is a word. That is for sure. Yeah, so Joey, immediate thoughts out there. What do you think of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Phantom Blood? It is it is a car crash <laughs> where if I see it on the freeway, I still have to slow down to 10 miles an hour just to see what the hell was going on. And I hate myself for it, but I can't look away. Were you sports entertained by it? Is it just pro wrestling? <laughs> yes, because I like the beginning and I sadly liked the end. 
So it still gave me like the guilt of liking this similar to pro wrestling in a lot of cases. So yes, I would definitely say the the middle left me questioning a lot of things, but I was definitely sports entertained. You could argue that pro wrestling isn't enjoyable without a healthy dosage of guilt. And this show makes me not sure that the creators like anime. Like this is a sh- an anime show for people who hate anime. It makes fun of every single aspect of it. I love it. Yeah, so this is not the Obviously, this is not the oldest of the animes that we've watched because we've watched some of the. Uh, we watched Grave of the Fireflies, which is older than this. We even watched uh, Akira, which is kind of in the same ballpark that this was written in, um, because JoJo's is from the '80s, the cocaine-fueled '80s. It was kind of originally written as an offshoot of like, the lone karate man type thing, um, because Fist of the North Star was very, very popular. So, the, the creator... It is not. It, if you look at Jonathan Joestar's garb at the very, like, end point of this, it is very similar to... I forget what the what the main character of Fist of the North Star is, but it's that same, like, Mad Max, shoulder pads, like, get-up... Right type thing it it is it is not hiding who it's borrowing from yeah to so the point where i thought it was completely intentional i thought it was the same artist and not just that the character designs they look very similar if you're square jaws and everything yeah and joey i think it is impossible to not compare this since they're both shown in animes to jujutsu kaisen and you have pretty much complete opposites you have one taking place in japan this is Japanese take on England, I guess. It, it's, it is England in the same vein as when WWE does a Raw in England. <laughs> like, oh, here's a double-decker bus. Here's oh. a phone booth. It reminded me of when they tried to do that Batman with Commissioner Gordon as Jack the Ripper a couple years ago. Oh, Gotham by Gaslight? What? It reminded me oh. of like. <laughs> Here's here's what our take on what we think England is, but you didn't ask anybody from England to like give you any <laughs> concepts of what it actually is. Like, this is what I imagine it's like. Are you saying there wasn't an ogre street in in old London where you could just get your poison from a a very, very troubling designed Chinese man? I mean, if Harry Potter's taught us anything, I would always assume there is. See, you brought that up about, well, the English cosplay thing they have going on there. It makes me wonder if that's just another element of anime they're making fun of, the whole weeb thing. The way Americans kind of, there's probably a better phrase for it, like hypersexualized Japanese culture. I feel like the Japanese are doing the same thing with Western culture and just showing how stupid we look. But they're just like blowing up their culture so much. So the way we look in like kimonos and shit, here they are like, look, see, this is how stupid you look. And that's what I got out of it. Yeah, they, they definitely do, like, have a very, like, if if pro wrestling is effectively, like, the Western aesthetic of what we wanted, I mean, it's fitting in there right within the current uh, wrestling discourse, because Jonathan Joestar, they make sure to tell you multiple times he's 185 centimeters, which is about six foot five. He's, <laughs> he's built like a lineman. <laughs> No, no, let's rephrase that. Those first two episodes, granted the first episode he's like 12 years old, 
But those first two episodes, he is not like the brick shit house <laughs> that he becomes by like episode eight. And he kind of sneak it up on you too. It's crazy. Like it's not like it happens all at once. It's gradually for episodes to just draw him bigger. <laughs> no, right, right in episode three, he's walking into the end zone in a rugby game with like the entire team on him. <laughs> but he doesn't have that body. Like they show his determination. Yes, like you, you're led to believe like he'll he'll constantly like keep fighting to win. Like that's why he always loses to Dio until he doesn't and things like that. Like he'll never give up. But all of a sudden, I just remember seeing in like episode seven, I was like, holy crap, when did he get drawn to be just like just super power lifter? The most gigantic of men. <laughs> like like I said, it sneaks up on you. Like you see it's this whole determination thing, but every episode his neck gets a little bigger and it feels a little crazy, like you're just making it up. But here I am on episode nine watching in the background right now, and his head could fit inside his neck. No explanation for this, but he's just massive. He gets more massive with each episode. Doesn't he feel a little small? Like in episode nine, I do feel like he suddenly got a little smaller because in theory he wasn't fighting anymore. He was just like trying to go back to his to his happy family life before the final thing happened. He's jacked and in a suit. <laughs> oh no, he's like towering over his wife. <laughs> but anyway, so the plot of of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Phantom Blood goes some places because that we start with a crashed carriage. It is Jonathan Joestar's dad who has crashed, he is injured, and Dio's dad is looking to rob him and Mr. Joestar being criminally stupid as he is <laughs> mistakes this this incredibly evil-looking man robbing him for helping him and decides that he is going to, like, say that he is forever in the in the Dio family debt. Uh, Brando. Brando is their last name. Sorry, I'm, I'm very bad with names. <laughs> it's a lot. There's a lot of names to remember in this. There's no way we're going to remember all of them. And so, and so the... The elder Brando dies, and then Dio is adopted by the Joestar family, leading to a a feud that will last a lifetime, a feud that would only be better if before the final fight they played My Way by Limp Biscuit. <laughs> hey, let's go, like, that opening scene, because the father's like, like, how are my wife and baby? You can hear the baby crying. It was like, oh, your baby's alive. Thank you for saving my baby. Like, he probably couldn't even tell you where your baby is. Like, they have no <laughs> recollection of, like, what's going on. Like, there's, like, how do you think you they saved your life? You just woke up with them standing over you. But whatever. That was just goofy. The Joe Stars remain very stupid. Oh, well, they only remain very stupid for this season. Because after this season, you have Joseph Joe Star who is much more intelligent. It's almost like there was criticism from the first arc. And then, like, the the, the main characters of, uh, of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure only tend to get smarter as the seasons go on, because it always follows a different member of the family. Mm. I'd say okay. JoJo was really that stupid. He was just trying to be trusting of a new family member, and Dio just turns out to be the ultimate dick. <laughs> just a dick for the sake of being a dick. Yep, he 
<laughs> he doesn't so much leap off the carriage as he bounds off it <laughs> and just immediately asserts dominance as you as you do. <laughs> By punching his dog in the face. By kneeing it in the face. Just oh, that kneeing it? Slam. Uppercut. Yeah, ste stealing the first kiss of your paramour, whatever. E even though that 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 scene is just such childish logic that I can't help but laugh. Hmm. And the in the dialogue of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which it never gets better, which is good. a good thing. They always over-explain. So you have this scene where. Dio steals the kiss from Arena Pendleton. And then she, like, immediately... <laughs> Dio has to explain, like, Ha! You have given your first kiss to me, not to JoJo! Therefore, <laughs> I am the victor! And then she starts, like, drinking out of a dirty puddle to act like she's washing the taste out of, his, out of her mouth. And he's like, No! You're drinking out of a dirty puddle just to what... <laughs> just because I kissed you? I find this insulting! <laughs> it's this very stilted dialogue that I absolutely love throughout this whole series. It's true, but at least here they're doing it ironically. You bring up that it's made in the 80s, and I don't know what to make of that because there's been so many animes that have come out since where characters speak exactly like this, but it's not meant to be taken in a humorous fashion. Well, this is not... The thing is, this is not the first adaptation to film that JoJo's has had. Originally, they had a series of, like, straight-to-VHS releases where they went through Phantom Blood, they went through all of the other arcs, and the animation was very good. This was back in the 90s, but for the most part, they were they mainly went along with tape traders that you would get at, like, cons and stuff. And uh. then when this series came out in the 2010s, I feel like when they decided to localize it, they said, listen, this you can't save this dialogue, so we're just going to wear our ironic hat with it. And I think that's the proper decision to do, because when JoJo's wants to be dramatic, it's still dramatic even if it's goofy. The fact that it's leaning into the goofiness and not tipping its hand that it knows how goofy it is only assists it. I kind of feel like it tips its hand plenty, but that's that's the thing that was bugging me, the animation. You brought it up that it was originally made as a manga in the 80s. I know I've definitely definitely seen this property come up before in like anime magazines in the, in the 90s. I don't know if you remember that Dragon Ball magazine used to have come out, but I've seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventure in it there as well as a game that was released on the Dreamcast. So this being released well after and having all these CGI moments, that really confused me because I know they could not have done this in the 90s. Well, that leads to the question, did this show get an entirely new opening then in like the 2010s and that they just blurred this show? Because the opening, the animation looks way better in the opening, or at least to me cooler, than it does during the actual show. So that would make sense that if the opening came out a lot later and they just added... The the opening is done by a separate company. We've actually seen that company do a thing before on this show. They did the uh, the wandering Sith Je Jedi person that was at the beginning of Star Wars Visions. That was just I the company it. that did the JoJo's openings. 
but the actual uh the actual mainstay portion of the show that's done by a completely separate company mm. that opening is good and yeah I, I it definitely looks familiar with that whole star wars connection you just made thank you for that good company what and else this, they've made and this isn't even as hard as the as the introductions go because this intro the most that it does with it is if you watch the intro on the ninth episode, they play sound with it, which makes it a lot better because there's a lot of whooshing, there's there's sounds, there's thumps. It, it just is the better version of the opening. When they get into later arcs, they start to go, hey, on the episode where it's the part of the fight where the villain gets the upper hand, we're going to have the villain take over the the intro and so the intro mm. is like either subtly different or it's just like it has like an extra scene or they do something to just make it slightly more wacky and it works very well that's cool i like personalized intros i mean i don't have much of a better comparison but i liked when agents of shield towards the later seasons they would have a different intro for a different arcs they'd have Similar to comic books, like the Hydra arc would have like a Hydra logo and said everything would be green. Love personalized stuff like that. Yeah, Joey, what did you think of the general intro and the song that goes along with it? The song, I mean, the song is okay for what it is. It gets stuck in my head for about a minute and then I kind of forget about it. But I do remember. <laughs> but I mean, the general intro I like, like the first two episodes I, I think are fun and they capture my attention. Like, you've introduced Dio. He comes from this background of people who couldn't be trusted, and he himself can't be trusted, and he just comes off as a big jerk and is constantly just at JoJo's throat, be even though JoJo tries to reach out, or Jonathan Joestar tries to keep reaching out to him, but he's never going to win Dio over. And then the second episode, well, the first episode then ends with Dio committing like this ultimate atrocity of like burning Jojo's dog alive because mm -hmm. he beats him at the end in a fight. So he's going to get back at him. And then you learn that they're okay with each other for seven years, but they never actually get along. They just put on a show for everybody when they're in what looks like college playing rugby. And you still establish that. Nope. They like Dio has not redeemed himself. He's just playing playing this this longer heel game literally <laughs> i do love that scene where they shake hands and it's like oh great throw jojo i hate your guts that's <laughs> <laughs> just adulthood so yeah i mean the first two episodes i do like because i like that scene too it was like oh great throw it was like i've never trusted you since you murdered my pet and then dio is like i've never trusted you because i'm a dick is <laughs> yeah. it's a good summary and then you learn at the end yep and then uh deals trying to poison jojo's father just like he poisoned his own father to try to win their fortune so he's like basically just trying to play this long heel game and it's just like those first two episodes are for what they are they're very entertaining and they do tell a fun story and then it goes a little off the rails in episode three, but we'll get into those. Yeah. So were you, were you expecting vampires? Were you no. expecting vampires with ice powers? 
<laughs> Great way to start off episode three. Were you expecting the vampires or? I mean, obviously they foreshadow the mask, but no, vampires and zombies and being able to channel molecular power by and using it to freeze our limbs. I know I did not see any of this coming or Jojo learning some ancient martial art. Yeah, I yes. figured that Marshall would be a great excuse for why he could fight, you know, a Dracula. But even then, that was a thinly veiled excuse. So no. was Leo supposed to be Jack the Ripper, by the way? That is one thing I feel I missed. No, Dio not Jack the Ripper. Okay. <laughs> the redheaded guy. During, during the time of Jack the Ripper, okay. No, Jack the Ripper <laughs> is the one who's jobbed out. He, he's the one who's <laughs> jobbed out in the sewer. Seamus. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Body full of knives, like Seamus. Before we get into the the main, like some like karate portion of it, um, yeah. so Araki, the the writer of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the way he said that he did climaxes in his in his manga is he would basically write himself into corners. He would give his villains like a power set that even he would be like, okay, I cannot get out of this. So he would feel the tension of being hopeless and then find a way to write himself out of it afterwards. And I think that Phantom Blood has probably the worst of these because it <laughs> The fights in this, in Phantom Blood specifically, always seem like kind of a game of Calvin Ball, <laughs> where they just make up the rules as they go along. Not just the, the rules, but the names and the moves as well. <laughs> I do want a wrestling angle to be this now. I want, I want the writers to back themselves in a corner where it looks like this heel just cannot be beaten, no matter what. Oh, wait, they have Roman Reigns. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like all the best writers do this. All the really good writers will give you a really top-notch villain that seems impossible to beat, and then you create some great underdogs that way. That's how you get guys like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, no the, reason they should be in Ronan or... On the other planet. hand, is so one of the... People consider Phantom Blood to be the worst of the JoJo arcs. So I was kind of trepidatious about starting us on the worst one, but it's also the shortest one, and it's still fun, in my opinion. But... The the consensus among anime fans is that Jonathan Joestar is boring, and that because Jonathan Joestar is boring, the Phantom Blood is generally not very good. They're missing the point. They're missing the point. He's totally a Gary Stu, and that's the point. Most animes, their leads are total Gary Stu's and Mary Sue's. They're completely boring, and they're just there for you to put your personality onto them, and that's the point. He was the ultimate Gary Stew, and they just kept throwing powers at him, and they just kept giving him good attributes. They would give all the bad attributes to Dio, and all the good attributes to Jojo. It's the most boring way of doing things, but it's how most animes do things, but it's why this making fun of it works. If this was an anime meant to be taken seriously, I would take that criticism seriously, but it's not. So yeah, just keep leaning more into the tropes, and hopefully people could see what it is you're making fun of. I agree with Marlon. I mean, it's you, I mean, usually it's easy to make your hero a Boy Scout, but it's very hard to make them more than two-dimensional. And I mean, JoJo is just a Boy Scout. He's a guy that, he's, he's your hero that 
is only thinking about doing good. It's mm -hmm. very hard to add a lot more depth to that. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of feel like the same people who dislike Jonathan Joestar for being a white meat baby face are the same people who go like, oh, Superman's really boring. It's like, no, you just yeah. need good writing behind it. And you do need to lean harder on your villain, and Phantom Blood is helped by having legitimately one of the best villains, if not in anime history, almost in the history of villains. Because this yeah. is not Dio's first go-around in this show. He comes back. He doesn't come back in the next arc, but mm -hmm. he does come back with a whole new power set and the inability to freeze people. <laughs> oh, man. Is he, is he still just a head? No. Oh. I will I, I will not spoil it in case you want to continue through JoJo's later. <laughs> I know I do. With <laughs> <laughs> that said, Dio is absolutely the, the draw of the show. Dio is your Roman Reigns. Dio is a reason to watch. I hope season two has a really great bad guy. Because if it wasn't for the title of the show, I would not remember JoJo's name. We barely do. I mean, Jonathan Joestar is the only reason. But then I'm confused. Is that JoJo or is that his dad? Who do I refer to when I say Jonathan Joestar? I snuck in the first episode of season two, so now I get it. They're all they're all JoJo. They all get some variation of Jonathan Joestar, a JoJo something. It's they're all JoJo. Oh, oh, they make some they make some leaps, <laughs> like because <laughs> the first one's Jonathan Joestar. The next season is Joseph Joestar, Jonathan jo Joestar's grandson. After that, it is Jodoro Kujo. And then I, uh, God, I forget the fourth guy's name. Josuke Higashikata is season four. I see why then, you forgot that. Then it's Giorno Giovanna, and then we're back to the to the Cujo line. It's Jolene Cujo for the the current anime season of Stone Ocean. Hey. And these are all descendants of the Joe Stars. Is that how they? In some way, shape, or form. Um, Giorno is a descendant of Dio. He is so far the only one who's a descendant of Dio. Oh, now I'm excited. <laughs> this might be the one show we watched you made me a fan of from the from the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm actually have to return to this. So I guess Joey, it, the easiest way to stop talk about the plot is talk about how it's booked as pro wrestling. Because you have your you have your main baby face and heel. Your main event that you can keep going back to is Jonathan Joestar against Dio. Every single time they fight, it's it's gold. You're good there. Um, but you still need him to chase on occasion. So you have the fight with Robert EO Speedwagon, <laughs> um, mm. who just becomes your match commentator. Everyone hates Robert E.O. Speedwagon for some reason. I love him. It's because his name is R.E.O. Speedwagon. <laughs> That's enough reason. I just can't fight this feeling anymore. I love that guy. <laughs> but you have, uh, you have the knights uh, that Dio controls, which are Tarukus and Bruford. Um, if you do not... Not know the the music reference with Bruford. It is one of the singers of the band Yes, who does mm. the the song Roundabout, the outro theme, which is a great that's who did it. Great outro theme. It's a Aww. great freaking oh, outro theme. 
If only he was the owner of a lonely heart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, This show is asking for so many rock jokes. (laughs) Oh, they they do much better once they get into like stands and things like that, where like there's just full on one named Aerosmith. And granted, (laughs) they granted when they have this new anime, they constantly need to change the things because in the original manga, they're just straight up named the thing. And they, they've they switched that up for the anime because they know that it gets distribution here and they don't want to run into legal problems. Oh, Metallica, we're watching you, Lars. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I want to write something where I just want to, like, name characters off of my favorite bands. I would just name it Fuck You, Metallica. Just, I love Metallica. He has not stopped. <laughs> he keeps going. There... There's a character, or there are two characters that are, like, it's a found family, like, brother relationship in Stardust Crusaders, the third arc, that are named Oingo and Boingo. Because if there's a reference that we need, it is an Oingo-Boingo reference. Honestly, the more obscure, the better. <laughs> that, that's how they could get away with it, because I feel like you're depending on a lot of people not understanding the references anyway. So you can just throw in these names Japanese audiences aren't going to get it, supposedly. But if they do, that kind of ruins it, so now you have to get obscure shit in there. Now, were, was both of your... So, if there's one musical reference that made you go like, come on, in your head, was it just Robert E.O. Speedwagon, or was there another one in this? Baron Zeppeli was a little goofy, but like, but no, Robert E.O. Speedwagon was ridiculous. Not Master Tom Petty? Yeah, yep, that was the one I got. I might, that one I might have missed that one. <laughs> that one they kept referencing it over and over. The bald guy, and they just kept calling him Tom Petty. Here comes Tom Petty, which is the one time I feel like I would have enjoyed it more in the original Japanese language because here's Japanese, 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 random American thing. And I, I for some reason, I find that hilarious. It's, it comes off as English to me. Like, that's not what it's supposed to be, but they cannot pronounce whatever Japanese name you have, so you're Tom Petty now. So, I guess, Joey, did you... Is there anything from JoJo's that you either see as, like, hey, this is a fresh new idea compared to, like, the fact that it was made in the 80s and at this point a lot of stuff has copied off it? Or are there even some things that you see that are sort of referenced in media that you've seen, if not even just Jujutsu Kaisen? Since that is, like I said, another shonen anime, so it is of this ilk. It is in this family. I see again. Like I said, like with I remember when you would watch Dragon Ball Z when we were younger, and my limited experience seeing that this reminded me of that. But you say this comes before this, so I can't really say I appreciate. I don't have enough experience with anime or enough of an appreciation for anime to say like this has fresh new ideas or this, this brought some new concepts to the table just because you, you say it came first and I'll take your word for it, but I just don't, it's not a world that I would know, but it does. Is it entertaining for what it is? Absolutely. It is. Do they do a great job of storytelling for what it is? Yeah. Like the fight scenes to me, then it makes sense the way you discuss it from a pro wrestling angle where it's, yeah, you get, you get the main event every now and then, but they don't lose your interest in wanting to see the main event happen again. 
And in the way, you have to have the chase to the main event along the way. So it was very, um, it felt very, I mean, to the biggest feud of all time in my in our lifetime for pro wrestling was Steve Austin, Vince McMahon. It did feel very Steve Austin, Vince McMahon. We would get that fight every now and then, but it didn't mean we wanted to stop seeing it. It was entertaining as is. That's why I, I actually will talk about it later, but I like the ending for what it is. But as far as, again, like feel seeing like the conceptual of what this show is, I, I don't have the experience with anime to probably really have a good, accurate answer on that. Yeah, watching the show is a bit like watching a parody movie before watching the actual movie. You're, a lot of the jokes are, you're not going to land a few because you don't see what the setup is in the first place. This, this is a great summary of everything that anime is, but unless you're already an active anime fan, a lot of the jokes aren't going to land. That's how I feel personally, because a lot of animes, they're this but drawn out. Like, whatever fight you see on this show, chances are you'd need a good four or five episodes to get up to it on a, on a normal anime. But this, they would squeeze in, like, two, three fights in as much dialogue as possible. The only comparison I have is, and it's another anime reference, is Dragon Ball Z Kai, which would take the Dragon Ball Z episodes and summarize them and squish, and squish them together. This is more what this feels like. Do you think that JoJo's Phantom Blood, because obviously you guys haven't seen the the oncoming seasons. Do you think Phantom Blood is a solid, like, get someone in the gate anime? Like, if this was legitimately our first thing to watch on anime splaining, Joey, would you have just been turned off completely <laughs> instead of watching Princess Mononoke? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Because for what it is, I enjoyed this show, but that's because, yes, I've watched so many other things that I've absolutely hated. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. I would like to see I part of me wouldn't be turned off cuz I appreciate the first two episodes so much. But I but yeah, once episode 3 continues after he rises from the dead and puts the mask on, then it becomes something completely different that I just at times hated myself for watching it. Ah, that's that's a double edged sword of that. There's two ways it can go. Either this person is turned off anime forever, because this is all the tropes just funneled down your throat, or they'll think it's the funniest thing of all time and want more of it. So my lead question would be, do you enjoy Kung Pao and Through the Fist? If the answer is yes, then this is absolutely the first anime I'm showing you. <laughs> yes or Cromartie High? Yeah, Cromartie High School is pretty great. Cromartie High School is just like if you... If you have a friend who's way into Aqua Teen Hunger Force, but somehow missed the anime train, you show them Cromarty High School first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You kind of come on into the show with a serious mind. This is something you keep on in the background while you're on your phone, and then they'll say something so stupid that it draws your attention. It's why I like this show, because I, I cannot help but be distracted by it. Something crazy is always going on every second, and I have to stop what I'm doing to give it my full attention, or else I will not be able to understand the plot. It's not that the plot is that complicated. It's actually very simple, but so much goes by in such a short amount of time, and normally in the craziest ways, that if you're not paying attention, you're screwed. I think the dialogue also helps that, because I think the the dialogue kind of strangely understands that when you watch something, especially on like Netflix or something like that. Sometimes you're on your phone and things like that. 
And the idea that when something happens, they always have, in most cases, Robert Speedwagon is there to explain exactly what happened on screen. I think that only helps. You never have a situation where you go, what the hell did I just see with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Because they will tell you what you just saw. <laughs> Not true. Not true. That dog had a man's head, and I still don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> that was... Where, who was that? You're watching it. You lost me show like I should have paid more attention, I guess. I was like, where did this guy come from? He's not a henchman, and how did he just get a dog's body? You know, Dio just puts putting things together because he's bored. And he just yeah, and then Dio just slaps him off his lap, like, get away from me. Like, why did you have him there in the first place? Yeah, yeah he, ma- he makes a times. he makes a snide remark towards uh towards what's his face's sister, and then he's like, oh, People without manners, because he still has that. He still has that Jonathan Joe Star Senior training in him. Like you must be a gentleman. <laughs> Wait, pause for a moment. I'm. I keep restarting the episodes over, and I'm episode two again. I just realized Dio was drinking Cronenberg whiskey. <laughs> Show full of so many freaking references, and I keep <laughs> missing them. This is the fourth time I've seen episode two. It's freaking crazy. So Joey, because wrestling cannot do without a good heel. Are you happy when I say that Dio does come back, even if it's in like not next arc, but two arcs from now? Yes, I would be. I would be happy with that. <laughs> like every every show, potential vil- villain. That's why, like, I mean, Dexter gets interesting in season four, but Dexter never feels because the opening villain for season one is so good, having it be his brother, and then mm. spoiler, spoiler, in case anybody, but. I, I feel like it's very hard for the show to recover from that. And they don't really for two seasons. And there's other shows like that, like Supernatural after season five gets very Arrow after season two. Again. Yeah. Westworld after the yeah. first episode. So <laughs> episode 10, they kill off the main villain in episode 10. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was it. That was the point. And they just figured it confused us enough and now replace decent storytelling. Oh no, the main Wait, villains of Westworld are still alive. Those writers are still writing things. You <laughs> <laughs> made that a Game of Thrones joke. Good for you. Daddy <laughs> chose Westworld. So I guess we will get into scores here. So Joey, out of seven. So once again, one is insulting to your intelligence. Two is bad, but with redeeming qualities. Three is a generalized I like it statement. Four is like a... I liked it, but you have like specific reasons why. Five is good for the genre. Six is exemplary for the genre. And seven is so good that you have redefined what good is. Where does JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fall? Specifically Phantom Blood. I, golly. Because I like the ending so much. I love the very end. I like that they... They seem to make JoJo win in ep- the end of episode eight. And I love the idea that Dio comes back because he's just purely respects that he is meant to have JoJo as a foe. And they just truly just kill each other because they are just, they are truly each other's equal. I love that idea. I don't love that Dio fights as a head. 
but I get where they're trying to go because they've already established that the show is pretty silly <laughs> in the previous five episodes. Nope, that's a Cronenberg bit. That's when he gets tentacles out of his no. neck. And it all, it all comes back. That was, that was ridiculous. After he stabbed him in the neck with those same tentacles made of like some sort of energy. But whatever. Uh, there's so much to talk about before even finally reading this. Like He got vivisected and just kept going. We just glossed over that. So goofy. Like, his powers I, just kept increasing to ridiculous levels. But the amount... Ah, God, because the I, I was super entertained by the beginning and I, when it when i thought the show completely lost me in the middle because i thought it was just getting so freaking ridiculous like when they kill off baron zeppeli by however the hell he gets cut in half by other demon guy he but then squeeze the ending, chain just squeeze the chain until he cuts in half <laughs> and then he still like helps jojo somehow being alive even though he's in half but and but again the ending i like so much it's oh i'll in no half measures, I'd give it a five. I'd say it's good for the genre. Because mm. I would... Sadly, if it was on TV, I would watch it. I don't know if I'd seek it out, but I would watch it if it was on TV. Yeah. This is this should have been on TV. And I'm just going to screw it my score seven. I'm saying it's a seven. This absolutely should have been on Adult Swim following Aqua Teen Hunger Force or something. Because this is the kind of show... This is only nine episodes. You played us enough times, I'd be able to quote this to you back and front. And I know a lot of kids in high school would have done the same thing. This is the kind of thing we'd be talking about every week, easily. And it's only nine episodes, season one. This should have been just being replayed over and over and over again. This should have been a meme before just recently. It's a shame that it's only being really brought up and blown up now. It's only really hitting, getting an audience now. But uh, it, it's, it deserves a lot more. It deserves a lot more. I can't gush enough about this show, in case you couldn't tell. Yeah, I, I would give this a seven, but I have other JoJo's uh, seasons uh. to go off of. So, I Phantom Blood holds a very strong place in my heart to the point that I need to give it a six. I think the worst that JoJo's ever gives you is a five. Um... And be and be that is where you take it. I would consider Phantom Blood to potentially be the weakest season. Well, I don't know. It's between this and uh, God. What's the set? Uh, Battle Tendency is the name of the next season because Battle Tendency is more wacky. The main character has a lot more charisma than jo jo than Jonathan Joestar has, but you're missing a really really good villain in the pillar men so you it's probably like equal equal <laughs> in that regard but yeah jojo's you're never going to have a bad time when you put on an episode of jojo's bizarre adventure that is you fair. a great point about the villains and who does dio come back to fight? what was that who does dio come back to fight then he comes back to fight jotaro kujo I mean, and technically Joseph Joestar, because Jotaro Kujo is Jonathan is Joseph Joestar's son. And season one barely made sense. The mask that turns you into vampires. Oh wait, no, he's another Jotaro Kujo's another grandson. Sorry, that's my fault. But he doesn't <laughs> doesn't Jojo not have any children? Like he has the adopted child, right? Because that's not his child. That's just laying there at the end of this season. No, then. His Wasn't wife the just adopts the baby of like the lady killed on the ship. 
Oh. So that, that does come back in the second season, but no, they legitimately have a have a kid. Oh. That's why they always okay. tend to skip a generation, I think. It's because they don't want to tell that direct line story, and they always go for grandson. And then they kind of right. realized that they were going too far in the timeline and didn't want to tell a future show. So now they uh, have gone into, like... Joseph Joestar slept around a bunch, so it keeps on like his Ill illegitimate sons and things like that. Oh no, he's the Bret Hart of anime. <laughs> we thought he was so clean cut, but he's kind of a hoe. No, I was that it was just that. Like it uh, was just trying to like, yep, get a grasp on the family tree because that's one of the reasons I like the ending is because it comes full circle. Where again, Dio and Jojo kill each other, but so then Jojo's now widow adopts this baby much like the very beginning where the mom dies for the child dies for Jojo. Now, if obviously we have things to watch for this, this season two, we're doing limited series, but if we returned to Jojo's bizarre adventure in order, so we did battle tendency next, would you be opposed to that? I mean, compared to other things we've watched? No. <laughs> Also, I know you guys both saw The Northman already. I wish I saw The Northman after this because it's the same ending. And I find that hilarious watching this. The whole thing of them destroying each other in a fire, his wife being pregnant and being launched off in a boat to go have his offspring elsewhere. It's it's almost beat for beat the same thing. I just thought that was funny. Jonathan, Joe, Star, and Dio can only fight each other in the middle of fire. That is... <laughs> They burned down the manor. They burned down Dio's manor. Yep. <laughs> and then they burned the ship. All, everything is fire. But like Marlon said, every one of their fights just escalates. Like, mm. it's like, it's like, oh, you like the first fight? Well, let's turn it up a notch. Like, here's the no holds barred match. Oh, you like the no holds barred match? Here's the steel cage. Oh, you like the steel cage? Let's get ready for hell in a cell. Like, it's just, like, mm. constantly escalating. And McMahon is just taking notes. Like, it's just <laughs> like wrestling. Anime and wrestling have so much in common that it's what we would talk about at school every day for me. It's either anime or wrestling. It's the same beats. Talk, talk, talk. Microphone, microphone, microphone. I will fight you someday. We all get, into, we all get anticipated for the fight. It's, it's the same shit. The only difference is with JoJo, at least you're getting the payoff almost immediately. You don't really get that with wrestling. Yeah, it's one of the... That is definitely one of the great things about this having its, its sort of revamp series coming out now. It's because now in anime terms, it's not just we need this to come out literally every week in Japan for the next 20 years. So you're not running into the One Piece problem where there's literally a thousand episodes that you need to watch in order to get caught up. This is just yeah. like, oh, you want to watch JoJo's? You can finish it in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, and now what you're saying, like, it doesn't run into kind of similar to what you're saying. It's not like it's not going to have the problem that John Wick is going to have, because eventually you're going to make John Wick like survive scenarios that just become completely ridiculous, but we'll still keep watching because we know what John Wick is and it's fun. But that's the advantage of having a new protagonist every single time. Whereas like we're watching it for the same reason, but 
it doesn't completely kill the suspension of disbelief. Like, why are these things only happening to this one character every single time? And how is it getting more ridiculous? It's also like starting over a new okay. video. Okay. Strip you of all your powers the moment it starts. They start from scratch. That way you're not just kind of God mode bodying everybody. And it's just the same boring shit over and over again. It's why I don't like John Wick movies. Okay. I know. Yeah. Shock. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so since we covered two episodes just with this one, because you can't just apparently watch five episodes of JoJo's, we just go through the entire thing. Hey, I'm, I said before off, off the air, like, I am glad we watched the nine episodes. It gives me really, truly the full scope. Because if I just yeah. would have followed the first five, I would have just whizzed through the, the three through five and then not even wanted to pay attention the following month. What our general plan is going to be for the next episode is our plan is going to be for half and half. We are getting you into Gundam. We are going from pure shonen-ass shonen anime in JoJo's to now the, the granddaddy of mecha anime, but not truly mobile suit Gundam potato-ass 1970s animation. We're doing the yes. OHMS team, which is from the 90s, nah. and it's only 12 <laughs> episodes, so the way it will work is if we want to stop at 6, we'll stop at 6 and we'll record. If we just want to keep going, we'll just do it all in one go, but obviously there's more there because it's 6 hours as opposed to 3.5, and... A half, and it's not so much denser, but there is definitely more story in Romeo and Juliet with giant robots than there is with JoJo's. Wait, are we watching Gundam Wing? No. It is Gundam the 08th MS team. 08th. Okay. It's on Hulu. Okay, good. There's so many teams. <laughs> Just Googling this. Like, we are not watching Gundam Wing. Gundam Wing is 50 episodes, and it is bad. We would only hate watch that. <laughs> I've honestly never heard of this one, so I'm excited. I've never seen any image from this before. Oh, wait. Yeah, they'll have the same suit and everything. That's cool. So, Joey, are you excited for giant robots? I'm... I guess, yes. If I love Pacific Rim, will I like this? No, uh, it. It's not... <laughs> so, imagine if Pacific Rim wanted to be political. Because that is what Gundam hangs its hat on. It hangs its head, or it hangs its hat on, like, <laughs> That's good wing. talking about politics and warfare. And it doesn't always hit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it most of the time does not hint. Well, the premise I just remember all the figures you had. Yep, and I actually had one from the OFMS team. I had my sniper GM. So there is that. This is this is one where I built a giant robot from it. So that is what we will do for next month. We will either be doing six episodes of Gundam the OHMS team or the whole damn thing. And after that, we return, we return to Satoshi Cone world because we have Paranoia Agent to watch. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting grim. But not sad rapey grip, just regular murder grip. <laughs> Okie doke, so that is that.
We found something you actually enjoyed, Joey. For once. I, I did not hate it. Like again, that ending, that ending made it for me. Like just like, ah, Jojo, I found that I respect you, and now the only way I can truly respect you and show that respect is by taking over your body. <laughs> I'm just like, sadly, for whatever reason, in my brain, it was like this seems completely logical. I like this. It's very jo- Jojo's broke you is what 